This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by the venerable William Brad Ellis. Hello, William. How you doing? I'm venerable now. The venerable. I, I like that. That's what we're going to go with right here. Venerable. Wait, isn't he the head coach at Oklahoma? Um, he is. Uh, that, that would be Brett Venables. Venables. Okay. Yes. Brett Venerable. Venable. Same thing. But, uh, all right, we got a lot to get to the show. We're going to talk, obviously, U of A basketball, some U of A football, all of that. But uh, first, Brad, I think that uh, now, granted, Arizona wasn't playing the greatest competition overseas. Totally understand all that. But I think one thing that we can definitely uh, uh, come away with is that there are certain players on this uh, roster that are 100% going to play this year. And there's about three guys that you kind of wonder where exactly those minutes are going to come from. Yeah, we've all heard of uh, of, of co- uh, confirmation bias. This trip, I think, was in many ways biased confirmation. We took yeah. in certain attitudes and, and, and thoughts about players. I think for the most part, with the exception of one guy, um, they were confirmed. I think you're looking at – there's a clear, no doubt about it, top six guys who are set in the rotation, pencil it in, sharpie it in. And that's no surprise. It's it's Balo, it's uh, Kashad Johnson, it's Love Bradley, Boswell, and it's Pella Larson. Those six are going to play a lot. A lot. Then you've got three or four who are competing for two, maybe two and a half spots. Right. Um, right now, I have Krivas over uh, Vesar. Granted, Vesar had the injury. He had the illness. Um, but Krivas is ahead of him right now. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't think Vesar is out of the running for playing time. Um, then you've got Polly M, who mm-hmm. showed some things that first game, didn't play the third game, which I think was the most important game. And then you got KJ Lewis, who I think we all believed was on the outside looking in for playing time and might still because of the log jam of similar players. But the kid can play. Um, the kid is good. He's big enough. In that 6'4", 205 range that if Arizona is really going to go three-guard lineup with some version of Pella, Love, and now him at the three, you can get away with that. If they go Pella at the four occasionally, you can put him in there. He's bigger than you know a, a couple of the other guys. And then, unfortunately, if right now you're Dylan Anderson, you're a Philly B, and you're Conrad Martinez, you're just on the outside looking in. Oddly enough, I came actually away feeling better about Philly B than I did 
He doesn't look trip. like wasted space. And if he had to play 10 to 15 minutes a game, it's not a bad thing. He's just not going to play 10 or 15 minutes on this roster. Right. Uh, now, it's a numbers game. You mentioned K.J. Lewis. Let's talk about K.J. Lewis a little bit. This reminds me a little bit. And again, I'm just talking about body type and frame because one thing I think a lot of scouting services probably missed the boat on him a little bit just by looking at him. This is not a fringe top 100 prospect right there. That's not what we saw. He's got a little bit, again, uh, I've always thought that Hassan Adams was the most quick twitch leaper that I've ever seen here is just being able and but there's a little bit of Hassan right there just in his body type the way that he can jump his strength there's a little bit of that there Brad yeah I mean Hassan was a little bit bigger he was in that six five six six range I think he got to campus at about 210 215 um, but he was probably that year he had to play power forward out of position he was probably sitting about 220 of pure muscle um, but I can see those comparisons. Um, I think it, in the in the scheme of things, it'll be hard pressed for me to believe that KJ Lewis is a better explosive athlete than Hassan Adams. Because again, you're talking top five, maybe the of, best. I mean, maybe, he, maybe. Right. You know, I'd put him right there though with with uh, you know with guys like Reggie, with Richard, uh, guys like that. Yeah. Um, but KJ Lewis may also be a better offensive player at this stage. It's certainly mm-hmm. probably a better shooter. Not a great shooter, but a good shooter. Uh, whereas Adams never really was not. I mean, Adams was always kind of, you know, if Adams was 6'8", he would have been a better version of Bing Davis. Unfortunately, he was about 6'5". Um, but, yeah, I think KJ Lewis, uh, he is the big winner of this uh, of this trip as I really came away impressed with him and thinking his role may be bigger than we anticipated um coming into this year where we thought he was going to have to you know just kind of apprenticeship and i think he's clearly going to play how much again it's a numbers game unfortunately again there are four guys five guys ahead of him who are just older and 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 more polished versions of what he is what he really does though is he really gives you an a uh, a fun little uh, um a fun little uh, toy to play with next year for sure because he's going to be and we talked about this a little bit before I've always thought that Jalen Clark at UCLA uh, career progression is something that you'd like to see from KJ Lewis doesn't play a ton as a freshman gets into that rotation as a sophomore and then blows up as a junior yeah I, you know and again he may be a little more ahead of schedule than we thought um, next year is backcourt could be ridiculous right um if kj lewis progresses uh assuming bradley boswell are back um you bring in you know uh, carter and and uh, jabari and you know i assume pella's gone but i think pella has another year pella's got another year he does if, if he wants it uh, i don't think caleb love does have the extra year i might be wrong caleb there love too. does have another year so yeah it could be ridiculous um but my guess is, yeah, that KJ Lewis will play. Probably not. He, he might. I, maybe like I'm going to get a totally different play. But maybe like a role Dickerson had as a freshman, where you really knew he probably should be playing more. Right. But where do you put him? Right. Right. For sure. All right. And we got a question here from Angel C. Is the out of conference schedule uh, finished? If not, any speculations on matchups, tourneys? It is finished, and it's a uh, it is a bear of a schedule. And I got to give Tommy Lloyd a lot of credit on this schedule right here because, again, we haven't seen a schedule like this in quite a while. You got Duke, you got Michigan State, you've got Alabama, you got Purdue, you got Wisconsin, you got three or four national title contenders there before you even hit conference play there, Brad. Yeah, yeah, and you know some of the mid majors are also kind of intriguing, and then there's, there's there are some absolute cupcakes, but really. Um, 
you know, it's one of those where if you lose three or four of those games, it, it probably doesn't hurt you. Because, again, I think I don't think the Pac-12 is very good this year. Right. Um, especially at the bottom. Um, I can make an argument that the, the top might be interesting, but some things have to click. Um, but this will get you battle-tested. And, again, if you can uh, – I think I, – if I remember correctly, there were six tough games, and my thought was you go three and three in those six. Because uh, a couple – at least one of them, the Duke game is a true road game. Um, oh, I think only one of them, Michigan State, is a true neutral site game. Right. You know, you, I Palm think, Springs. Yeah, I, I forget. I know you play, don't play all those guys on the home court, but they're not. You know, I th- where are they playing? I think I want to say Purdue is in the Midwest, so it's not like a true road game or a true uh, uh, neutral site game. But uh, yeah, it's a good battle tested. It reminds me of some of the better loot um, schedules, and and I understand uh, some of the reasoning behind. Uh, Sean Miller's scheduling. He always was a guy. It took him a while to get everything implemented. Hmm. Um, he also, you know, wanted people to come to McHale, and they weren't going to come to McHale. Uh, but, uh, and you know, probably some of that probably because some people didn't want to come to McHale because of Sean Miller. Right. But uh, Tommy Lloyd obviously getting people to play him and not afraid to play people on, you know, where are they going? They're going to Birmingham, I think, next year uh, for that neutral site game. Um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be pretty interesting to see how this, uh, continues to evolve. Um, because, you know, Luke wasn't always worried about wins and losses. It was about finding enough matchups of styles and talent. And you're not only getting what five or six really good teams, but you know, although you are getting three big 10 teams are all a little bit different. Uh, you know, you're going to have to go against, uh, one of the better big men in the country. You're going to have to go against a rugged team. You're going to have to go against a super athletic Alabama team. Um, you know, a bunch right. of uh, fab freshmen and Duke. So it's going to be interesting, battle tested for sure. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about the UVA big men up front, the four peaks. But first, we need to talk about OGs. All right, here's the deal: being a PHNX listener just got a whole lot sweeter thanks to our buds at OGs brands right now through august 31st you can get 25 percent off 100 milligram bags of the fruits and the creams at all arizona the flower shop locations all you have to do is go to the flower shop place an online order and use discount code phnx at checkout then head to the nearest the flower shop location to pick up that's right the deal is exclusive to our phnx listeners and reminder it's available only for online orders that are picked up in person discount code phnx is active until august 31st so go to uh so go get uh, on to hashtag flavoring life all right barry on 520 interesting comp right here um i don't think that kj lewis is is uh, has as many basketball skills as Jawan mcclellan does at the same point but i think he's also a better just maybe a natural run jump athlete it's an interesting comparison right there brad no i definitely see that Jawan was uh, mm-hmm. a guy who again uh, one of the great what ifs in Arizona basketball history. What what if right at the get, top? Yep. What if he doesn't get hurt? What if he doesn't have that? All you know, his dad was his dad died, and then his friend got convicted of murder, and uh, he had some some you know some some basically some mental health issues dealing with with right. life. Um, but he was an immensely talented kid. Yeah, I think I think Juwan McClellan was a better basketball player. I think you know he had yeah. a better pure jump shot at this stage. Um, but I think I, I don't think it's a a, a terrible comparison. Um, maybe if you yeah mixed Hassan and, and Jawan, yeah. maybe maybe you get. Uh, uh, I think their upside. I think the proverbial upside is probably fairly similar. Very good call there, uh, Bear Down Five Two. Well, by the way, we got all the back the A's in here. Casey Kennedy, Zona Tucson. Um, 
all kinds of good stuff. Tony Clifton, the venerable aged statesman here, Brad Ellis, cracked me up a little bit. Um, well, now, I mean, you know, do we worry? I I don't worry about who. I don't worry about Umar Ballo being out of shape per se, but I'm also I'm also annoyed by it. I'll just be honest with you. It's one thing when you're a freshman, um, you're coming in, or heck, even a sophomore. Umar Ballo, in my opinion, should know better than to come in looking like that. And on top of that, Brad, he was having a hard time getting up and down the court. I need better out of Umar Ballo. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard anything about an injury on the offseason. You know, right. um, in fact, I want to say he played some international games for maybe I'm wrong on that one. Um, but if there's not an injury, there's really no excuse. Again, coming in less than perfect conditioning, fine. Um but, but you Isaiah, know, coming in looking like Isaiah Fox is not cool. Yeah, Dion Broom. Um, Dion Broom, Mesa Westwood's finest. Because here's the thing that hurts him. There were scouts at that last game. Right. Um, international teams are watching. Um, and you come in out of shape, and that's already kind of been the knock on you. And he came in such a great – now, again, he's an elite athlete. I mean, we're making fun of him. By the time of the red-blue game in what? 36 days he may be 15 pounds lighter and look great right but you shouldn't have to work that hard leading into the you season. need to be in shape to where you improve on that shape not out yeah. of shape to get back to where you were that's what's annoying to me about the leader of man umar Ballo. and again it, it shows poor leadership again unless he was hurt and there's a reason you know maybe he had a a knee i, I haven't heard of anything so i'm, I'm right. speculating um, you know, because like again, Basar missed some time with injury, and and then got, you know that that's understandable. If Ballo was was perfectly healthy and just decided to right. go live like Luka Doncic on the off season, then that's and, not good. And this wasn't a good move because you got a different uh, uh, Mount Crevis is a different animal than what we had on this uh, roster last year. You got a big, you got a seven foot big man that's or seven foot two big man coming in here. That I mean, let's just be honest here. Watching those games. If you didn't know anything about either player, you would say that's the better player right there. Uh, Do it. Say it. No, no, you're right. And I would, I, again, I, if Ballo's not careful, I, again, he's got a long way to slip. But, again, Vasar's not a stiff. Vasar can play. Uh, Polly M can play at the four, and, you know, you can lose minutes. Yeah. And here is a guy who is still trying to – he has that slimmest of slim chances of getting into the NBA, and this does not help. Because he has to show his athleticism combined with his power, um, but yeah, international basketball. He, you know, he is a guy who does can play the international game. Who can? But there's a big difference between playing in a Spain or a, uh, you know, Italy and playing in playing in the higher international Belgium. Leagues. You know, yeah. So here's uh, here's what I, here's the best way I can put it. And this is with all due respect to both players because they're both two Sonins and they're both awesome. Um, there's a difference between getting paid like Bryce Cotton and Lester Medford. Uh, there's a difference of being, say, I don't know, Michael Wright, who made millions playing in Turkey and, and Spain and being and no offense to him, Corey Williams, who was the Michael Jordan of Belgium. But mm -hmm. the Michael Jordan of Belgium does not get paid like the. Right. You know, the, you're the, playing the, against dudes like Aaron Anderson at that point. Our guy, Aaron Anderson. Our guy Aaron Anderson. Don't don't be don't be besmirching the name of. I Aaron, love Aaron Anderson. I see Aaron Anderson. Anderson all the time. Um, all right. By the way, um, Zona Germany says Henry is not playing center. In my opinion, he will play the four. Um, I don't know. 
I don't know about that one because I think Keyshaw Johnson's going to be playing thirty. Keyshaw Johnson's playing thirty minutes a game right there at the four. Um, it depends on Paulie M. To be uh, to be to be perfectly honest, right? If that guy is good enough to play the four. Then the, yeah, that basically pushes Vasar competing with Crevis and Balo for minutes at the five. If they go small like they did to start the, I think it was the Lebanon game that Pella started at the four. Uh, might have been the might have been the second one. Um, so I, again, yeah, I, again, is Vasar could he play the four? Maybe again, it may just be a maybe just be a numbers game. Oh, we got the great Brad Rich in here again, a man of two first names. We like that right here. Um, Brad Rich says, uh, where did Brad Rich? Um, how important is the BYU basketball program? One thing that I found out on Twitter is that BYU basketball fans 100% believe they have the best home court advantage in all of college basketball. I say no, they don't, Brad Alice. I've never been there. I, I That doesn't mean you can't say that they're wrong. I don't think they're right. Um, I will say the best home court advantage may be another Big 12 team. It may be Kansas. Right. Kansas is the best I've been to. It's right. Kansas 1, McHale 2, huge drop-off. And I will tell you what I think the third best one was at its peak, at its fourth peak, and it didn't last very long, Cal. Really? When Cal, when Cal was rocking and rolling. I when, Jason, when Jason Kidd and Lamont Murray were there? No, it was later. I was there, but for, yeah, some of those Ed, Ed Gray. The, the early the early two thousands, um, I thought they were underrated. I thought Maples was slightly overrated because Maples had the McHale issue. Great student section, albeit overrated. Uh, the rest of the crowd was on their hands. Uh, Cal was Cal could be rocking at times, and they had a great student section, including my all time favorite kid dressed as one half combination of Clockwork Orange and Braveheart. <laughs> with like the umbrella as the right. sword leading right. the charge yeah they were really good but right. nothing compared to kansas except for mikhail at its best all right speaking of kansas right here and maybe i know i've been beaten up by some arizona fans right here won't be the first won't be the last i don't have a problem with this tournament in kansas city char fred says brad how can the big 12 tolerate a permanent home court advantage for kansas for their basketball tournament they've been they tried moving things around exactly they tried moving things around and they decided this is where they can get the most money geographically it is very central uh especially now that the oklahoma and texas are gone uh you know they tried playing it in dallas i want to say they tried playing it in either oklahoma city or tulsa and it just you sell tickets in kansas city a they're diehard kansas fans right, right? yeah um b you got a lot of k-state fans and for, for a while back you know um it's not a far drive if you're an iowa state fan if you're an oklahoma state fan the place will sell, you know, I forget. I don't I don't know what the new arena is when it when they had it, the old arena, it was seated like thirteen or fourteen in it. You'll get nine, ten thousand every game, regardless of who's playing. It's it's a money thing. I'd love to see them try it in Vegas. Obviously it's an advantage for Arizona. The funny thing is though, Kansas's record in the Big Twelve tournament has not been gaudy compared to them. What do they want? Something like a share of twelve or thirteen straight. Uh, Big 12 championships. I think it was more uh, like 16 or 17. Yeah, it, it's a ridiculous number that they've won at least a share of, of of Big 12 championships. And so sometimes they're not playing for anything in the Big 12 tournament. But uh, um, selfishly, it, it could be fun. Because I, I get it. Do you see what you just did? Self I did. I could go stay with family and I can go eat barbecue for five days. So that may be 
uh, maybe on the uh, docket in the next couple years. Uh, if uh, so, Brad Atlas to give you an idea, Brad Atlas considers Matt Mulebach family. That's who he would be staying with right there in Kansas City. Another Kansas City great, Matt Mulebach. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Maddie's family's opened the doors to me, but I, I have I have plenty of family there. There's, my dad's from there. So if you ever see this hat. This is not a Patrick Mahomes thing, although he is. Uh, he is. Brad was there way before. Brad was there when we had ca- when we had Captain Checkdown running the thing. As people like to say, how long have you been a Chiefs fan? I say since Steve Fuller, and about two of you will understand that reference. Right. No. By the way, this best of a barbecue show in the Big Twelve. That is a good idea, there, Jervis. We will. I uh, hold on. I'm gonna write that down. We're gonna work on that. By the way, Brad, when you go yeah. to the, when you go to the Midwest. How often do you see Circle K's there? Not enough, although they are there. That is the problem. Not enough. We need more Circle K's, not less Circle K's in the Midwest. Here's the deal with Circle K. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free Polar Pop. That's how cool it is right there. By the way, I like uh, I like Bear uh, five two zero down. By the way, awesome dude. It will feel great though to beat Kansas in the Big Twelve tournament next year on their own court. That's the way I am about this one. I'd love to see. Uh, um, by the way, AZ fan ninety three. That's not true. Not true. That will be stricken from the record. But um, Bear five two zero down says. You know that would be a uh, that would be fun. And I'm not opposed to having it in Ve- or in Vegas. But you know, I say we get our, we get our feel of the land a little bit first. Let's see how Casey is. I don't think that we need to start demanding things. That's all I'm saying there, William. No, and if that's what's worked for the conference, obviously there's a reason to do it, and obviously that might be, which is why the Arizona's in the Big Twelve, and hopefully we're not in a position as as Wildcat fans of needing a Big Twelve tournament win to get in the tournament, right? Because really, it's just extra fun basketball. For sure. Um, and again, if you can do it, and again, Kansas City, um, not necessarily the nightlife of a Vegas or even in L.A., but good food, good people, some cool things to do around town. Um, again, I'm very familiar with it, but there's the World War One Museum. There's a jazz museum. There's the Negro Baseball League Museum. You got the Royals in town. Um, I guess they'd still be in spring training, but um Right. soccer there's there's a lot to do some cool stuff and again the people are generally pretty 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 cool good old midwestern people who love college basketball all right we're going to get to arizona football here in a little bit but first we want to talk about a little bit about we're going to break down the teams moving into the big 12 right here and what to expect obviously there's a few different teams in there um but uh first and foremost the teams that are going to be going in there this year and how we think they're going to fare uh, immediate future, long-term, Houston. I think Houston is going – Houston's not going to run the conference, but I think Houston is going to do very, very well uh, right out the gate there, Brad. Yeah, I think both Houston football and Houston uh, basketball are going to get bumps, right? Um, which will trickle down, I think, to some other programs. Um, obviously, there's some still some questions about Dana Holgerson uh, at Houston – um, hasn't been overly successful there, considering the run that uh, the last three guys prior to him had, um, including Kevin Sumlin. Um, but Kel- as long as Kelvin Sampson's there, and my guess is it gets handed over to his son when he's done, mm-hmm. um, which, again, might be nepotism, but it worked for Washington State. So um, I think they're going to be a big I'm not opposed to nepotism if it's qualified nepotism. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. 
you know, that's one of those things. I'm, I'm more than all right with that. Um, by the way, so I think they're going to be good. And uh, Kelvin Sampson, obviously, is one of the best coaches in college basketball. I think they are going to take a uh, I think they are going to take a, a little bit of a leap, though, because like you said, it's going to be a little easier for them to recruit. They've already had a lot of success. Um, he runs a fun style to play in. It makes a lot of sense there, Brad, that you would be able to uh, that they would get a bump out of this. And I think that Houston, um I think Houston's going to uh, be around for quite a while in basketball, assuming that his son can coach. And if you're my age, you remember that when when it was the Southwest Conference, um, obviously they had a Final Four contending team for, what, a decade? Um, obviously with five slamma jamma was their peak. Uh, but they also had a pretty good, darn good football program. And then when they lost what was not what we call Power Five, it wasn't called Power Five back then, but they really lost some luster and prestige and, um, but yeah, you got, if you just recruit 50% of the best players in Houston, you're going to compete. Oh, by the way, Brad Rich says, I met the great Mike Luke. Oh, the great Mike Luke at NYNY hotel. This There's last another week. one. Yeah, I guess there is. It ain't me. The hat is cleaner in person. Oh, the hat is very cool. I will not. My mom hates the hat. I do not care. I will have this hat until it falls off. That's how committed I am to this hat right here. I like this hat. Um, all right, now let's make fun of BYU for a minute here. BYU, first of all, BYU is very good in football for sure. There's a, uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, Bronco Mendenhall was good. Sataki was good. It's a good football program. It's always yeah. been a good football program. Always been a good football program for sure. No, uh, no. In basketball, though, I'm not intimidated about playing BYU anywhere they want to play. Um, it's not the best home court advantage. I've never been there. Don't need to go there. Um, it's just kind of a meh basketball program to me right there, William. I think they get a bump by playing in a major conference, which they've Correct. really never done uh, in, in basketball. Obviously, they were uh, they were an independent for years because I think Pope is a good coach. Um, if he's I like Pope. Pope is a good if, coach for sure. As long as he is there, they're going to be – in fact, when he was on the shortlist for Arizona, I was not complaining. Um, mm. He might have been my third or fourth. Uh, Kentucky National Championship 1997, Mark Pope, still living at the free throw line. Transfer from UW. Yep, absolutely. Shout um, out Marcelo, so yeah, by the so way. I think, I think basketball will get a little bit of a bump um, that I kind of was wondering if they'd get from being in the WCC. And they really became, what, the third or fourth best team in that conference. But, yeah, I think they get a little bump. And football will always be what football is. Their big problem is um, – you're now consistently competing with, for for those LDS players, not only with Utah, but with with a lot. Of, it's not as quite a big a deal to go to BYU. Um, it still is a pretty big deal. And, yeah, so I think they'll get a bump in football and a bump in basketball, but not not huge. Um, but, yeah. Here's how you are a steam producer. Jacob Franklin is awesome. I'm looking right at Jacob Franklin right now off the uh, screen in his gray, uh, and he says, I have arrived. That's what you say. When somebody tells you I have arrived, they know that the equation has changed immediately there, Brad. Jacob Franklin is doing just that. Jacob Franklin, welcome to the show. Um, BYU, though, is always going to be, to me, kind of meh. But I will say this. I do side with them in the Holy War. I like BYU fans more than Utah fans. So, BYU fans, take that. I've only become – I would say this. Back when I used to run message boards, never really had a huge problem with either fan base. But on Twitter, man, those Utah fans are something else. I don't know if it's a Twitter thing instead of a – ironically, I actually ran for a brief time a scout.com Utah site, uh, helped some people Did run Did you? It. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't go real well. It didn't last real well because – but uh, the fans were – You're going to have to tell me about this offline. I want to yeah, hear that. But um, 
uh, essentially, yeah, Utah fans are really interesting on Twitter. I don't again, I don't know if it's on message boards, but on Twitter. All right, Mike, are you going to sing some Bone Thugs in Harmony? Yeah, that's a good point. I will. Hold on, I will. I'll get that to the end of the show. But uh, yes, you have my uh, you have my word on that one right there. Um, maybe first of the month. Um, all right, now let's talk about uh, UCF. UCF and football is really, really good. Um, it's now a three-coach school. Scott Frost was obviously good there. Uh, Josh Heupel was really good. And now Gus Malzahn. I think all those dudes are going to be good. Um, I don't really buy UCF hoops, though, and I definitely don't buy Johnny Dawkins, which means that I don't buy the combination of those two. No, I think UCF football will continue. Although it'll be interesting how they do with a tougher schedule. Um, you know, obviously – I support their mythical national championship from that year because uh, it was an SEC champion. Uh, so mm-hmm. I always support any any contrarian to the SEC narrative. Uh, but are they going to win? Be able to win 10, 12 games in the new Big Twelve? I don't know. But again, hot recruiting base. So uh, they won't be bad. But it it, it could be. We may not. Again, we may not be uh, putting a, a second. Uh, whatever it was, Matrix RPI dot net dot urs uh, national championship under their name either cincinnati i like cincinnati um i like i think west miller is a good coach um it's two coach school with mick cronin and obviously bobby huggins right there um obviously a tough brand of basketball i like them i think that uh, i think cincinnati can make some plays well you know my, my dad the esteemed art alice would tell you it goes way back further than bob huggins um, oh oscar robertson yeah where they used to play for 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 national championships against ironically enough my dad i think my dad some played in the final four twice against uh i should say Ohio pre. State. i should say post peach basket era exactly I apologize. um Football will be, be interesting to see what they do now that they've, uh, you know, moved on. Um, but they've always been relatively good at football. Mm-hmm. Um, Just bring know, in whether, Bobby Petrino or somebody. You'll be fine. I, I forget who they hired, but it's a good, it seemed like a good hire. Um, People out there, who did Cincinnati hire? Is there I can't think player? of it, but, yeah, obviously, what, Fickle went to to, to Wisconsin. So, um, But, yeah, I think they'll get a small bump from the conference. But Cincinnati's just always been – a consistently good pro they and Houston are very similar. They're kind of commuter schools. You know, they don't have a big um, out of region fan base, you know, but uh, they're very solid where they're at. Who are the two best Cincinnati players that we've seen in our lifetime? Danny Fortson and Kenyon Martin. Nick Van Exel would be the only other one I'd probably put in that list. Not Melvin Flint. No, I don't think I would go Melvin Flint. I, I think I do. I like Melvin Flint. He was though. good. He was no Nicky Van Headbutt. He was not Nick Van Axel. That is true. But we go uh, Kenyon Martin and uh, Danny Fortson there. Correct. I might go Van Axel over Fortson, but that's really a, over Fortson. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's all right. Uh, fair, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. Now let's talk about the teams coming in here because here's where I think it gets a little bit uh, gets a little fascinating. But first, you might say to yourself. Mike, where could I go to find tickets for some of these games? Well, I'm glad you asked because we have some options for you right here. Game time. All right, here's the deal with game time right here. Brad, I believe you've used game time before. This is true. Yeah. All right, here's this. Here's the deal. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And here's the great thing. It's not just about basketball tickets, Brad. You went to one of those crappy desert metal bands off these, if I'm not mistaken. 
No, it was a game, but uh, maybe looking. I'm trying to buy some last minute uh, uh, Metallica tickets. May look there. What yeah. about Trotsky's Ice Pick? I was disappointed with Trotsky's Ice Pick. It's the one and only band you've ever uh, recommended me, and they, they they weren't as good as the name. Do you like the the name though? Is fantastic. Is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. All right. Check it out there. Game time, though. You might. Jacob Franklin uses it as well. All right. Now, let's talk about the teams coming into the conference here for basketball. Um, I'm one of the people that think that that Bobby Hurley's actually done a fairly decent job at ASU, all things considered. You don't have a ton of help from the administration. You don't exactly have a uh, uh, great facilities. You're always kind of on the periphery of the tournament. I think he's done a pretty good job. But I think he, I think this thing is going to unravel quickly in the Big 12. I don't know that that style of play, that style of coaching is going to work well in the Big 12 there, William. I think what you have is you've had a problem that Bobby Hurley has done what he can do there. He's not going to have – he is in many ways what Ernie Kent was at Oregon near the end. Yeah, that's fair. I like really that. Really hard to fire the guy, but you're not going to get any better. Right. Um, and again, Ernie Kent had higher highs. Um, it seems like every year he's going to have to rebuild this roster because he's going to run three guys off because of his grading personality. He's always going to be able to bring in some interesting transfers. But it's going to take ASU is what they are. They're not a sleeping giant. Correct. They are. We need, what to, they we are. need to stop with this nonsense. They're not a sleeping giant. Barring getting a special guy there, and whether that special guy is a retread like a Patino, who's again not going there. St. John. Hey, don't well. We got to get to Patino here in a second, but go ahead. Or you get some hot young coach that brings in something gimmick. They are what they are, and at your best, you're going to be in the tournament two out of every four years. That's just what ASU basketball is, barring getting the right guy. And that's true of every program in the country, barring is getting ASU the right basketball. Guy. U of A football. I'm not sure they've had the highs or the lows at Arizona football. Yeah, that's true. We but, go we go but, all in better than they do. But in essence, yes, it averages out. They're about a 20-win pro- – they're a program that now, under Hurley, isn't going to lo- have a losing record and isn't going to win 25 games. So, yeah, they're Arizona football being between four and eight wins. But they're also they also don't have the Kevin Sumlin, John Makovic to their name, but they also don't have a top five national finish to their name in our lifetime or a top ten national finish right there. Um that was a good one. Sindek is their uh is their Tommy. Um yes. yeah, that's a good one. Evans is their rich rod, and now we'll see if uh you know, and I don't do know. Do you find it odd? Right. Do you find it odd that uh, Herb Sendek has produced more first round picks in his short time at Santa Clara than he did at ASU? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I mean, I mean, it's, Brad, it, I think one was a transfer, I know, but the, when he transferred in, no one had hopes for that kid. I had no clue he was either. Like just a, it was just like, oh, he was like a four point guy a game from Illinois. Okay. Right. He can play. Um, him. Yeah. So, but I think they're going to have a. I think they're going to have a hard time in the big. I think they're going to have a hard time in the Big Twelve because the problem is, is in the Big Twelve, these are good. I mean, again, there's not a lot of dregs. There's across the board. These are generally good teams. They might beat UCF. I'll give them that. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately for them, they're going to have what they should have done is they just should have said f it. And either gone after Patino or who's the guy at Ole Miss, uh, Beard? Yeah, oh, for you, sure. 
guy with baggage who you know can win. You don't have scruples anyways. Bring him in. It'd be like, you know, hiring Hugh Freeze for football <laughs> or, or Petrino. You know you can win. You know there's a chance it might be special. You also know you got a 50-50 uh, chance uh, that, um, you know, you're going to be on probation in three years. Because, yeah. again, ASU basketball is what they are. I got a question. I've been asking people this. Rick Petino. In the next five years, does Rick Pitino make a Final Four? Yeah, I agree. I, with this. I, I, other I agree. than Cal, other than Calhoun, he might be the best coach of my lifetime. I agree with that. Um, he just got in his own way too many times. Got a little, yeah, or let well, other things. Likes the Italian him. dinners and the tables a little too much. I get all going that. To the, going to the NBA. Rick Pitino is a spectacular coach, and I think he'd be a blast to play for. Um, and much Pitino, like I think and, Tark would have been great to play for. Like if I, when I was a kid, those UNLV teams scared me, but part of me was like, man, if I could play ball, I'd be at UNLV. And just like I thought, man, if I could play ball, I'd be at Louisville. When I was asking Bruce Pascoe, the great Bruce Pascoe, by the way, about uh, covering those teams, because you got to remember, Bruce Pascoe yep. was like a 23-year-old beat writer. By the way, I asked him about studying in China, and he immediately said, who told you about that? And I said, don't worry about it, Bruce. Don't worry about it. I need a picture of Bruce in uh, uh, Chinese garb if I get an opportunity. I would I, love to see. I'm guessing he did nothing but nose to the grindstone. He probably didn't even – go out and, and tourist at all knowing Bruce. I would agree with this. Um, but uh, by the way, Bruce is a real one though. Like we talked about yesterday, you're going around the middle of the middle East, nobody around and you're riding solo in your own rental car. That's how Bruce Pasco rolls. Bruce is the man. He's great. He's great at what he does. There he is. All right. Now, um, let's talk about, uh, oh, Utah, Utah. I think Utah is going to be very good in football. I think their style is going to work just fine in football. I think in basketball, they're going to be, as the kids would say, very mid Brett Ellis. Yeah, I think you're right. See, I think, do you think with Utah, do you, I think you have to have almost a transformative coach to be able to win like Rick Majerus. No matter what you thought of him, Rick Majerus was an awesome coach. He's one of the best coaches. You need somebody like that at Utah, and I don't think that that's going to work. Although I do like Craig Smith. Uh, jury's still out on Craig Smith. I just have no idea. Um, right. You know, I was a little surprised Kostowiak wasn't a little more successful there. Me too. Um, you know, he had, he fielded some good teams, but again, also had trouble keeping some of his players in this modern. You know, what? Uh, who's the kid? Was it Timmy Smith or whatever who who ended up leaving and? I had some other good kids. Timmy Allen. Timmy Allen, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, again, if Utah gets the right guy, I think that fan base will embrace it, and it could be a great home court advantage. It's not right now. and you know that, But it's also, again, that that's a city where even though Utah's in the city and BYU is, what, 45, 50 minutes away, there's as many BYU fans there. They're also devoted to the Utah Jazz. Um, so it, 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 it can be tough place, but when Utah's rolling as they are in football, that's a great home field advantage in football. Um, the basketball can be as well. I think Arizona. All right, now let's get to Arizona. That's what everybody, including Keck wants to be able to talk about. I think Arizona is going to benefit uh, greatly. Now I get a lot of Oregon state and Washington state fans that are very upset about this uh, move for obvious reason. They say, well, you're going to lose more games there. I agree with you. Arizona is going to lose more games. But, you know, 
It kind of reminds me a little bit of the uh, mid-90s Pac-10, which is, to me, is still super underrated because you had UCLA at the apex of its thing. Top, I mean, it was a top five to seven program under Herrick. Mike Montgomery was a top 10 to 12. Arizona was obviously a top five to 10. Then you always had like four other teams right there. You had California. You had, uh, I mean, heck, even Washington on, under Bob Bender wasn't bad. Bill Frieder, um, there was a lot to like about the Pac-10 back there. The Big 12's better, but you never came out of the Pac-10 those seasons saying that you weren't going to be prepared for the NCAA tournament. If we were going to flop, which we did, it was going to be on our own merits. Yeah, the, the, there's. I've seen a few, not many, but a few people who are like, oh, Arizona's going to get exposed in the in – the, no. No. Um, iron no. sharpens iron. Arizona might take a, a two- or three-game hit per season. Um, but all those teams also have to be playing Arizona. Um, just like I said, USC might have a slightly tougher road to hoe in, in Big Ten football, but at the end of the day, they're still USC. They're going to be just fine. Arizona's going to be just fine. Um, again, you might not run the con- – you might not go 17-1 and one, um, in, in, in recent. But, again, when iron sharpens iron and you're looking at Arizona consistently getting, you know – Sweet 16s and the like, you'll be just fine. All right, we got to talk about BetMGM here for a second. You people out there have moved the odds up yourselves. Brad, it is now minus money to take Arizona on the over five. We have been saying this from day one. Take the over five of Arizona. You have answered the call. BetMGM is here for all of you right now. Now, here's what you're going to do. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to 1000 back in bonus bets if it loses. Check out the show notes for full details. By the way, bet under ASU. They are going to stink. Bet over Arizona, as you've been doing right there, and you will be very happy with your results. Now, let's hear Shane Diefenbach, uh, U of A enthusiast Shane Diefenbach, with a disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. All right, our guy, all right, real quick, our guy Keck right here is going with his ASU education right here. Keck, it is I couldn't care less, not I could care less, because if you could care less, that means that you could care a lot less than you actually do. I couldn't care less. Why isn't up there, Keck? All right, Brad, I thought you, you were going to say something. Uh, I don't just uh, remarking that ASU named the freshman the starter at quarterback, and my initial reaction was like, oh, that might not be a good move because all the – players who support Borgay, but then I realized everyone transferred out but Borgay. Um, right. I feel bad for the kid because I like again, I like the kid, like the family, but I uh, thought it was an interesting move to go to the freshman in year one, game one. I mean, that's one of those things, too. Like, I guess if you're just going – if you know you're going to stink – I don't really have a problem with going with the freshman as long as I can protect the quarterback out there. It's like with the Willie Tui Tama thing. I was fine with going with Willie Tui Tama, but the problem was is I couldn't protect Willie Tui Tama out there, so I can't go with that quarterback. Rashad is going to be an interesting situation right there, Brad. Yeah, yeah. Again, talented kid. Um, 
interesting pickup when he left Florida over NIL money. Um, part of me says you reward the senior who was a bright spot last year who has stayed with the program as opposed to the mercenary from Florida. But again, um, who knows what wheeling and dealings were done in the off season to get the kid there. But uh, uh, sucks, sucks for sucks for the board games. Uh, what did you make? Uh, what did you make of uh, Wilner uh, yesterday saying that uh, it was Arizona applying for the big 12 that actually forced uh, the big 10 to move right there, Brad. Duh. Thank you. Duh. Yes. I mean, exactly. Again, I have an idea who you've been talking. You won't tell me. I have an idea knowing some things. Um, I was hearing things from people who talked to similar people and it all jives with what you had been saying the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you've been misquoted. You never said Arizona was going to the big 12, but you said Arizona had conversations with the big 12. Guess what? They did because they'd be stupid not to. Yeah. I'm guessing they also had conversations with the ACC, the big 10, probably the mountain West, just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so again, we all know that on Thursday night or whatever it was, Wednesday or Thursday, they applied for membership into the Big 12. And from my understanding, and you, yours may be too, Robbins was ready to go, even if the ABOR said take ASU, he was going. Correct. Um, unless again, that deal that got presented on Friday morning was spectacular and it wasn't. Hey, but did you know you can they actually are going to record the games digitally and then you can watch them back? No, that's the thing. I did not know this. Here's the here's the deal. If you stream these games, there's a way to capture the moment and then come back and watch it again. Very I will say this. We mock Crow. Guess what? The Pac-12 network was awful at doing. Right. Showing replays. That's because a good there point. were several times I missed games. I had family commitments or something. And I couldn't watch them on the app. Because they weren't – there was one time – they played Oregon a few years ago. I went to a, a, a friend's giving thing. Couldn't get out of it. It was my boss. Um, so I'm like, oh, I'll watch the replay. They showed replays of the uh, two-overtime game. They showed mm-hmm. replays of the Dennis Dixon knee blowout game. They showed replays of the uh, – one of the blowout. They didn't show a replay of that Saturday night's game until Thursday. Right, for sure. So, yes, being able to watch it on Apple at your convenience is better than we have now, Michael Crow, but it's not new technology. By the way, James Casillas, who else ain't excited to go into the truck stop league? That is the reason that er- that is the reason the Pac-12 folded was that exact mentality right there. The truck stop league. Guess what? In the truck stop league, they actually care about athletics where you have half these programs in the Pac-12 that don't care about athletics. Okay. here, y- y- Let's say the Pac-12 had stayed together. You already lost L.A. Mm-hmm. So the only really nice, cool metropolitan city left was Seattle. Because Tempe, Phoenix, going to the Big 12. Right. Denver, Boulder, Big 12. Salt Lake City, Big 12. Big 12. Um, anyone? Go- is, is Corvallis? Yeah, Corvallis. Corvallis is beautiful, but is it better than Stillwater, Oklahoma? I don't, I don't know. I've never been to Stillwater. I've never been to Corvallis either. So the Pac-12 was already on its way to being, again, you, you lost L.A. You, you, you know, It was done at that point for me. Yeah. So, again, yes, the Pac-12 has some better cities. And some of the best pa- metropolitan cities are going with you. And, frankly, one of the best college towns is, is going in Tucson or whatever you want to play so, yes, Washington and Oregon, it, it, it sucks losing them. 
But, um, you know, it sucks that the Pac-12 is gone due to mismanagement. But uh, it's not – the Big 12 is going to be fun. It's going to be fun for a while because these are all going to be new matchups. All right, Brad, where can they find you? What's going on with Brad Alice? Uh, WSR Brad just posted a podcast this morning covering some of the same things we've talked about uh, in terms of the rotation for basketball. And then uh, I had to discuss a little incident I had Sunday. I got uh, ejected from a hockey game for fighting. Um, really? Yeah. First time in a thousand games I've been ejected for fighting. Did you punch? Did you throw a punch? I I threw a, a glove hand. Oh, yes, my catch glove, which is my left hand. Nice. I threw it when the guy said you're not going to do either. But I got blindsided. I got cheap shotted repeatedly. So I had to. Uh, Rod, you had to stand up for your manhood at that some point. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't think I was going to get ejected, but I got ejected. Um, so I, I go in that in some detail. I talk about the, the 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 rotation for basketball, but that's been up. If you're on my Twitter feed, you can find it. If not, it's on. Um, I think I think it's right now only on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Right. I haven't right. made the move to some of those other ones, iHeart and all those. I just He is the great William Brad Alice. I'm merely Mike Luke. We Jacob Franklin joined us late. Jacob, all of you out there, this was fantastic. By the way, um uh, Keck, you're growing on the people on here. Keep up the good work right here. Oh, hey, I got to wrap real quick. Five uh, of a kind. Uh, first games today. Uh, I'll probably talk about it later. Tyler's Clark football. Standing on the block, straight slang and rocks. Oh, here come the cops. Easy E right there. In for the love of the money. How about that, Brad Alice? That was good. I don't know Bone Thugs. I've never listened to a full. Brad's one. loss. It was from an earlier. It was from a kinder, gentler era. It was when my I the kids I coached when I coached high school football. Hey, did I ever mention that one? Me and Kevin Woodman have something in common. But they used to like. I just I don't like that sing songy rap stuff. Right. I like I like I like like the Chuck D's and Cool Mo D's of the world. I'm old. <laughs> All right, he's Brad Alice. I'm Mike Luke. We'll be back with you tomorrow. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Ah, uh, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.